Welcome, agents, to another episode of Prime Tips. Uh, today we're talking about decoding, and since I know absolutely nothing about decoding, I thought I'd bring in a guest agent, uh, Agent Network 80 from Central Illinois Resistance, and a decoder extraordinaire, so I'm told. <laughs> or he can at least give us the basics of it. So that's what we're going to look at today, is kind of some of the basics of decoding. Um, and I'm probably going to let Network 80 do most of the talking. I'll ask the questions. So, Network 80, in a nutshell, what is decoding? Well, decoding is a part of the game that basically takes something that either NIA, the Shapers, NZIR, so some part of the lore um, has encoded uh, or encrypted, and, and they've taken either, a lot of times it's a code. So, you know, like, you know, a game re- redeemable code, and they've encrypted it in some manner. Um, sometimes it's information, um, as, as you'll you know, go through it. Sometimes you'll see see it be more information about some part of the gameplay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think that I think one of the last one of the first times I think that I met you in person was up in Chicago at the Chicago Anomaly, and I think that decoding gave us a bit of an edge in Chicago about a year. It ago. It, it did, and um, some of the previous anomalies it actually gave a bigger edge, but mm-hmm. um, they're starting to come back with that. That'd be good. So. If I'm thinking about decoding, what are any skills or talents that might make it easier for me to become a decoder or be a better decoder? Well, I think the biggest thing is having an analytical mind. You've got to take a look at everything in a step-by-step process. You've got to, you've got to think of it that whoever did the encoding had to have a plan. It's not just mm-hmm. it's not random. Um, okay. So there's going to be there are going to be patterns, um, and definitely you have to be persistent. <laughs> Uh, some of these things, um, I, I've gone down rabbit holes where I started at like, you know, five o'clock in the uh, evening and two two a.m. I'm going, oh, I'm still working on this. I should probably go to sleep. <laughs> well, persistence isn't my problem. I'll give up pretty quickly. I've been, I've tried a couple decoding things. It's like, oh, I can do this, and then it's like <laughs> twenty minutes. I'm like, nah, I'm confused. I'm going to stop. So I, yeah, I, evidently it is something that you do have to be analytical, be able to put things together. And just keep knocking at it until you get it. And, and a good bit of luck helps on occasion because some of these codes that have come out over the years, some people say that you can see the pattern or whatnot. Me personally, I, I'm pretty sure they guessed to get to that point. <laughs> uh, now, oddball question. I, I know we, we talk a lot about decoding. Have they ever done encoding, which is the opposite? Mm-hmm. Not to my knowledge, um, but, you know, it, it is ingress and it is Niantic, so who knows? Yeah, they, they do throw Calvin Ball in there every now and then, so you never know what's going to go on. So decoding is it's not really part of the scanner. It's more part of the overall game. Uh, a lot of it is probably tied to lore and that kind of stuff. Um, right now, we've got a decoding challenge that's part of the tessellation events. Which, which makes sense because it's COVID-19, not many people can get outside. And decoding is something I take that you can do in-house. You wouldn't have to go out to do most of that stuff. Is that right? Oh, yeah. It's it's, it's pretty much all done in, in your house. And, you know, there might be telegrams or other type of um, uh, chats that, mm-hmm. you know, different groups, especially factional groups, get together and kind of uh, help each other. So it's not always 
uh, a lone agent working on one thing. It's, hey, we're going to get together. We're going to try to figure out how to do this. You work on this part. I'll work on this part, and we'll put it together. Is that what happens? Uh, especially the larger codes, the, the okay. things for, like, anomalies and that, that type of stuff. Um, they, they take a lot more brain power. And so, you know, you'll get one person who'll say, hey, I see this, and that gets us to the next step. And then somebody else says, hey, okay, now that we've got here, then we move up to the next, you know. Because uh, it's not all, it's not very often that the harder challenges are a single step. Uh, it's usually, you know, first you got to, you know, take a look at this and find the code. You know, finding the code sometimes is the hard part. Um, one of the challenges they had earlier this year um, it had an audio file that you then had to take into a um, spectrum of analysis tool, and that would then show you a picture that then had the codes or, or the actual characters in the in the picture that was part of the sound wave, and then you had to take that and decode it. So yeah, it's it's not always a straightforward. It, where you know, here's a piece of text, turn it into another piece of text. But those straightforward ones are there sometimes. Yeah, yep. Um, a lot of times they're hidden in the HTML mm-hmm. of um, posts that Niantic makes. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times the investigation um, blog entries, if you look at the source, there'll be a code in there somewhere. Okay, all right. So in the past, decoding's been part of an ingress event and gameplay. Where does that usually happen um the anomalies have been a traditional place for a lot of decoding um the faction decoding teams for the anomalies they take opsec to a new level i mean the i'm not even sure that they tell each other uh, that it's going on sometimes by the way way, new players opsec that's operational security yes yep um you know Basically, the first rule of uh, anomaly decoding is not to talk about anomaly decoding. Um, sort of like Fight Club. Nobody talks about Fight Club. Exactly. <laughs> um, and, and, and the reason for all that secrecy is because the information that is decoded um, can really give your side an advantage in the anomaly. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be telling where the target portal is going to be. It could be telling where the opposition's target portal is going to be. It just depends on what information is given out there. Um, and, and with Brian Rose returning to the Niantic team and the Ingress team, there's a lot of hopes that there's going to be more and more decoding because he was pretty big into decoding challenges in the early uh, years with Ingress. And I think that's kind of proven out because Brian was here just before COVID hit and we saw this come in as, as part of what's happening with COVID. So that makes, yep. makes a lot of sense. Um, so you talked about you can get those clues during anomalies. Anything else you might gain by way of, say, gear or gameplay from decoding stuff? Um, most of the, the decoding uh, gets you gear. It's not always really good gear. It's more of just a way of saying, yep, you got the right answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, so Sometimes they throw in some good stuff for the for the bigger codes. I mean, every once in a while you'll see a you know, couple viruses or a QCAP or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, it's more about, I, I did it. Uh, when it comes to the everyday decoding. Yeah, it's true. Uh, what about rules? Are there like unspoken rules or regular rules? or? Um, pretty much the unspoken rule is don't spoil the answer for others. Um, okay, that makes sense. You know, spamming out a decoded code uh, to all the groups in that, that's, a, that's pretty much a big no yeah. for most decoding groups. Um, 
but it's not it's not a problem though to ask for help or and for people to give hints um i mean there there are a lot of times you know you get stuck on one you're you're on phase one and everybody else is on the third or fourth part of that thing you might ask for help and, and they'll give you hints and hopefully that'll be enough to you know jog your brain and send you send you along to the next thing uh, but yeah, for the most part, just keep your mouth shut and uh, you know keep it to yourself. So keep that down, everybody else that, yeah, that that way everybody else can have that same aha moment when they get cool. it because it's a lot more fun that way. And it seems like time or speed is a factor in getting the reward. Is that true? It, it, it is a lot of a lot of the codes are you know um, have a have a set number of redemptions, um, but you know it. So, you know, obviously with the anomalies, there's always a, a speed factor because mm-hmm. it's, you know, usually only a few days notice that you, that you get the information before the anomaly. So, um, but then on the other side, if you want to learn, there are, there are places with a lot of codes from the past and the solutions that you can, you know, look at the code, do your work, figure it out, and then go back and check your check to see what, ha- see what it was. Yeah. I know with, uh, although I haven't been doing much with it, I've been kind of following the tessellation and the decoding challenge. And, and a lot of that is we're going to release this at X time. And the first agent to get in gets like five yep. points for the team. And second or the next one from the other side gets three points. So doing it quickly and efficiently helps out a lot. Yep, uh, and, that, and that's that plays into why why the groups kind of work together too. Because mm-hmm. when it's when it's uh, for points and and team pride, you know, uh, get everybody together. Okay, uh, we already kind of mentioned that uh, sharing answers is probably a big no no. Uh, are there any other things that you probably don't want to share? I figured that you probably don't want to share your secrets with the other side. I- for the most part, I mean, there there are some cross factional um, decoding groups out there that mm-hmm. you know try to help each other learn because you know a lot a lot of these codes like like I said are pretty much you know here's here's a couple XMP or something like that. It's not it's not a huge thing. So for the smaller codes, you'll see some people just helping each other out so that everybody can learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but but when it comes to anomaly. Yeah, when it comes to anomaly, OPSEC is key. Yeah, and also I guess that's kind of the same deal with uh, uh, tessellations. The tessellations. Yeah. Yep. Same thing. Yep. So, not giving away any secrets. We don't want don't want to break OPSEC. But what are some <laughs> what are some of the basic tools that you might use to decode? Well, um, for most people, I think it starts with some sort of text editor, just so you can keep track of everything. Um, okay. I personally use Notepad plus plus, but you know it. it it's not so much about the tool as just having a way to keep track of your steps as you go through. Mm-hmm. Um, there are all sorts of web-based cryptography tools that come into play. The one that gets mentioned and used the most um, in my uh, circles is uh, rumkin.com. There's a, uh, they have a whole bunch of different ciphers that you can play with. They've got text manipulators, um, like for instance, um, a lot of times um, for the just the regular codes, Niantic likes to encrypt it, but then they also like scramble it. So so you have to kind of figure out, you know, how many how they rotated it or whatnot to to find it. Um, so so they not only encode it, but they may salt it on top of that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they've so another tool that's useful to kind of as a 
add-on to the uh, Rumkin tools is uh, regex.ingress.codes. Um, basically, what it is is a regular expression engine that has a list of all of the keywords that Niantic is uh, known to use. Um, and, a, and a keyword in, a, in the decoding world is just a word that might be part of the lore, it might be part of the game, so like you know, a glyph name or one of the character names or an archetype. Um, and most of the formats that Niantic uses, um, they'll have like some numbers, a couple letters, and then a keyword, mm -hmm. and some more, you know, then another another set of numbers and another uh, couple random alphanumerics. Mm -hmm. um, and knowing the keyword helps you find the noise inside of all the chaos, so to, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and the, the the help on that page is pretty good. Um, you know, you don't have to know how to write regular expressions as much as you, you just have to, you know, kind of look at their help and kind of copy and paste. Um, but you know, like you can take something that um, you're trying to decode, or maybe you think you've unencrypted the first phase, and you you want to see if there's a keyword in there. You can mm -hmm. you know drop it in there, and it'll it'll help you find possibilities. Hmm, cool. Speaking of that, uh, what's one of the most common codes or mysteries or things that they use to decode? If in doubt, use AtBash. AtBash. Um, the the AtBash cipher, which uh, Rumkin has, this one of the first ones on their page as well, mm -hmm. um, is an old, um, old, old in encryption uh, algorithm, but it's it's one that Niantic seems to like to use. So if you're going to start, AtBash it first and then exactly from there. Yep. Okay. So, and we kind of mentioned this a little bit. If you wanted to start decoding, is there something or someplace on the web I can, I can go to? Yep. Um, so the the same people that brought the regular expression engine have a website. Um, unfortunately, they haven't updated it since like 2018. Mm -hmm. But they have. Uh, this group used to put out every time a code would go out about a week or two after they knew most people had uh, actually decoded it. They would put put it out on their website with hints and then with an explanation of how they how to decode it mm -hmm. um it's still a great resource though because you can go onto that site take take one that you haven't solved run through it look at the hints if you need to and then see see how they did it to explain it if you get stuck so it's a good way to learn some of the tricks that niantic uh, likes to use mm -hmm. cool uh along the same lines if i'm a total noob uh what would you say to try is like my first challenge, my live challenge to, to you know, give it my best? Um, I would probably go to, to ingress.codes and just look at a few of them. Um, I, IFS, though, uh, the, the Ingress First Saturday, their codes are probably the easiest codes um, because they're really meant not to be a challenge. Um, they're usually one-steppers. Um, so, like, it may be, you know, in Morse code and you need to decode it. Uh, from Morse code to just regular clear text, mm -hmm. or they may have just done a simple at bash or a, a Caesar shift, which is the the one that everybody learns in school, where you, you know A is a certain number, yeah. B, and so forth. Um, so it, it's things like that that are easy, that easy to kind of get into. Um, that's, that's why, as a past Ingress First Saturday POC, I like to make sure that I put it out there instead of just automatically decoding it. I, I know some groups just you know, they have some people decode, and then here, here's the code uh, for being part of I, IFS. But I like to leave it out there in the de in the 
encrypted format and let people have a shot at it. Now, are there, we talked about uh, talking with other people for decoding and stuff like that. Is there uh -huh. like a Telegram channel or something that people might uh, be able to join in, just kind of lurk for a while and, and see what's going on? Or um, I'm that, pretty sure. Is that faction? Yeah, uh, most of it is faction-based. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's some um, decoding uh, chat going on in the uh, Ingress community forums. Mm -hmm. um, um, but, yeah, the, the factions have their own specific chats and um, levels of chats. Mm -hmm. um, I, myself, am not even close to being let into the inner circles of the, the resistance uh, decoders. I haven't earned my uh, uh, access at this point. I haven't done big enough, great enough, uh, decoding to, to earn that. But, um, so, so, you know, a lot of times it's word of mouth. You, you talk to another decoder yet yeah, and, or, you know, you may be in your regular chat, you'll ask, Hey, does anybody know anything about decoding? And they'll say, well, yeah, so-and-so does it, I think. And then that's sort of how I got into it. I, I asked in our regular resistance chat here in central Illinois, and somebody got me in touch with somebody from Iowa who does it and they got me in touch with somebody from, I think it was New Jersey and it just kind of flowed from there. Yeah. And I got, you know, eventually got invited to the right, you know, place and did the secret handshake and started learning what I was doing. Well, that's great. Um, and like I said, it's, it's one of those that you're not going to step right into and be a wizard. It's, <clears> it takes a while to get, get those skills and going. And so it's probably, I, I'm, pr I'm pretty sure some of these guys, are actually androids um <laughs> by the way they decode some of these things but you know yeah uh, it's a skill i guess it's, it is you know like some people are able to see links and fields and other people are like i i don't i don't understand how you're going to do this well do this 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 yep uh, okay i'll take your word for it just tell me what to throw and when <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which i asked last well about a week ago you guys threw a pretty nice field north of us a couple times didn't you yeah yep uh decided to uh, have a little uh, blue vid fun as we called it yeah um uh, through through uh i want to say it was like 30 30 layers over uh springfield illinois and uh it was, it was a lot of fun did you even notice the little triangle below yours uh we did we, okay. we did see, see your work doing <laughs> yeah that was me running around doing what i do let's <laughs> let's let's get those cow units we got to have that moo unit you know yeah, we, we, we captured we captured a lot of corn units ourselves up here. You know, so. Well, that's the way it is in Illinois. You know, you got to yep. get a lot of corn between the cities. Well, thanks a lot for for giving us some information on uh, decoding. Uh, it no gives problem. us a start, and uh, who knows, we might bring you back for more of an in depth. Um, and I actually might see you in the field, being as we're what neighbors, yourselves next to mine. So yeah, we're we're only about an hour and a half away. Yeah, it's not too bad. So thanks again, Network Katie. You got anything else you want to add? Nope. I think that's it for today. Okay. Thanks for having me. Yep. Thanks for having me. And again, agents, we'll see you in the field. You want to keep Prime Tips coming your way? Then consider becoming a Prime Tips supporter. For as little as a buck a month, you can support Prime Tips as we give you new ways to enjoy Ingress and your Ingress Prime Scanner. So throw us a buck or two. We can use it for important things like gas, food, frackers, and most importantly, creating Prime Tips, podcasts, and videos. That's right, I said videos. Every Prime Tip audio podcast has a Prime Tips video to go with it because you know sometimes it's just easier to see something done instead of hearing how something's done. 
So, become a Prime Tips supporter. Visit bit.ly slash Prime Tips support. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital P-R-I-M-E capital T-I-P-S capital S-U-P-P-O-R-T. And to watch our videos, go to bit.ly slash Prime Tips video. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash capital P-R-I-M-E capital T-I-P-S capital V-I-D-E-O. Check the show notes for these and other Prime Tips links. Thanks.